Welcome. Today I'm going to answer a question that Tracy sent me. Tracy is my friend who lives in the United States and she's like a real life version of PP Longstocking. You know, she has the, the red hair, she's funky and super joyful all the time. It's absolutely hilarious woman. I love her. And she asked me, uh, so Vanessa, where do you live while you're building your tiny house? And you know, this should be like, I, this should be the first, one of the first things that you think I would talk about, you know, because I have to be living somewhere while I'm building the tiny house. But again, uh, the, the simple details you end up uh, neglecting, you know, I just overlook the fact that I rarely talk about where I live. There's also a, a reason behind it, because when I tell people that I live on a tent, you can see the, you know, that blank stare that goes into their eyes, like, hmm. And then I wait for a couple seconds to tell them that it's not a camping tent. You know those uh, glamping canvas tents, like hipsters pay a lot of money to go uh, do tourism in, in them. That's the kind of tent that I'm living. I can stand upright in my tent, it has like about 5 meters from one side to the other and it's round. Um, there's, I have a double bed and I have furniture and a table, I have a lot of stuff in my in my tent and I have free room. I have the computer, I have a tiny desk, like a really small uh, desk, but I have many things. I do not have a couch. You know, this was uh, this was something funny that I realized that um, I miss having a couch. I have obviously other places to, to sit and on the farm as well, but inside the tent I do not have a couch. I think mostly it's because I don't actually spend that much time inside the tent. I'm basically outside most hours of the day and literally come to sleep. And that's pretty much it. Sometimes I come in the middle of the afternoon when I need to rest a little bit or stretch my back or something. But most of the time I'm not inside. I am tonight all the, uh, for you know um, a surprise uh, episode because I've it's not windy at all and it's always in windy during the, the night and I felt how cool would it be to answer the question of where I live in the actual place I live in because sometimes I record the episodes in the yurt I've done in the tiny house that bit the, the bathroom bit that it's already covered so it, it's really it feels really nice to be there and record so but I've never done it here inside the, the tent and I thought it would be nice you know just a, like a special treat for, for Tracy for asking such a such a good question when I came to the farm I I started by staying in the yurt I the original idea was to rent the yurt. I would stay on a farm, help and pay 
rent to live on the yurt. But very fast we realized I would be much better uh, helping out in other ways. Like if I could build a tiny house where I would live for the rest of my time on the farm and who knows, um, maybe longer. But for the moment, the project was 12 months on the farm and, you know, do a full year and build a tiny house and then leave the tiny house behind so it could be used as a workshop area retreat or something, whatever people uh, wish. And I first came to stay on the yurt. Now, the yurt is probably after having lived in, I think, 13, 14 uh, apartment homes, I think the yurt is my favorite. Not I think, I'm positive the yurt is my number one housing uh, choice. I th- Maybe after I finish the tiny house that would change, but so far, you know, up to this moment, today, uh, October 1st, the, um, the yurt gets, you know, number one. I lived for 12 days on a yurt and I had never been on a yurt and I actually didn't know people outside of Mongolia lived in yurts until Meredith, again, another friend from the United States, um, she has a yurt and many, many moons ago, she invited me to stay on the yurt. That's when I discovered that, you know, regular people, like not, not, not just cultural thing from Mongolia, like regular people actually bought yurts and lived in them. I didn't know that was a thing. And I thought the concept of living in a round place was magical. I knew from the moment she said, you can, you could come stay on the yurt. I was like, what, a yurt on the yurt? Like an actual yurt? And then I started looking up, reading about it, and the ideas stay, you know, under my skin, just going, a yurt, how magical would that be? That would be awesome. And it took many, many years until finally uh, it was placed in my path. And as soon as there was the opportunity to stay in the yurt, there was no other answer than, hell yeah. And I stayed there for 12 days and it lived to the hype I had, you know, lived completely to my expectations. So the next time someone says that I have high expectations of everything, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to keep having high expectations because the last time I did that was living in a yurt. And when I got there, it was just as amazing as I had thought. So I'm going to go with that feeling for the rest of my life. Now I'm just going to have high hopes on everything. And... The yurt, for people who grew up building forts with blankets, the yurt is very similar. The feeling inside that, you know, cozy hug, the sound is very muffled. It's very, I can't explain it, but if you've ever built a fort with blankets, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly the feeling, you know exactly how it feels, you know exactly how it sounds like. And it's the same, but bigger. You know, it's like for grown-ups. It's a big tent for grown-ups. And it doesn't even qualify as a tent because there's a wood frame 
and then there's like a sort of blanket and then there's the canvas like a tent so it's a, a bit more elaborate than a tent and uh, the sound and the coziness the level of cozy is different as well the first days I lived on the yurt I remember feeling this is exactly where I want to be, how I want to live, and I need a yurt in my life. I came here with the idea of let's see if I really want a farm. Let's see if a year on a farm is enough to cement that idea that I've had for many years that I want to be on a farm. And the truth is, yes, I still want a farm. I still want to work outside all day. I still want animals. I still want the garden. I still want the wild, the trees and everything. But I'm starting to get a little glimpse of the journey and it's not entirely as I imagined it. It's been unraveling. I've had uh, for the past two years, I think, I've wanted to work with women maybe longer than that I've been uh, getting further away from working with children because I used to say the children are well protected there's enough of us caring about childhood and education so the, the kids are safe but I'm getting the sense that mothers are not okay and then I went from mothers to seeing them as what they were which was women you know, before mothers, there were women. The issues were similar. And I started to think, ah, it would be really cool if I, if we could help them. I, I was never, I never put myself in the position of I was able to help women because that was an entirely, entirely journey on its own to embrace the, the fact that I would have to step up as a leader when I myself have ran away from leader positions all my life. I had many jobs, they're all fun, fun jobs because I, I tend to, I used to work whenever I found fun things. I was, um, I was amazed by how many opportunities in the world and I wanted to try everything. I wanted to make sure that I made, you know, the right position. But I always came back to the same place. Okay, this is all fun and I like having money and I like meeting new people and I like doing different things. But I kind of really just want to live on a farm. I just want animals and be outside and not wear shoes. So I maybe in the back of my mind I changed jobs so many times because I knew I would never settle for, for, for a job because the, the goal was the farm, is the farm, was always the farm and no job would change my mind you know that was just a job for that moment to make money to get to the next step to meet the next uh, people that will help me and propel me on the the journey obviously now looking back it's it's been like that and the more I surrendered to the fact that okay I want to go home I'm just gonna go with it 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 got easier to see the path the tricky thing here is also the word home I I didn't have a um, healthy 
or I guess natural uh, idea of what home felt like so the whole point of I'm going home my soul wants to go home but I have no idea what home feels like so how will I know I just stumbled through uh, through life literally stumbled through life doing lots of things trying to figure out if that was what felt like home and it never did obviously I had uh, jobs where I had uh, way too much money that I could spend and then I went through gaps that I didn't have that much money to eat and I made it through all of them I stayed the same person I still had the same ideals and the only thing that flowed was the was the money and that was it I, it's I'm not embarrassed by it it was just part of the of the of the journey and all of it to to maybe to sort out the things I I didn't want it was almost like a, okay now you've tried everything can we go back to the original path because you know that's not what you want let's just take you back home and also on a side uh, journey everyone I met on the path has helped me become who I am because all of their stories became my stories and I'm able to help people and understand and empathize because I've met so many different people from so many backgrounds because I had so many jobs and so many experiences so it's almost funny like when you're looking back and you feel like okay so everything makes sense it's the biggest cliche of all but yeah everything makes sense I am where I'm supposed to be because I just had to meet all those people and now I can I'm able to have conversations with pretty much anyone and I'll be able to trace back to that person and that story and go huh okay I can relate because I've been there I've experienced it I felt it I lived it so it helps that you, that I surrendered it helps when you surrender to the the bigger cause and think you know what what's mine is going to stay and what's not mine I have to learn to let go and it's one heck of a process to let go of things that you so desperately want to hold on to and when you when you decide to live on a farm in a tent there's a lot you have to let go of a lot of things there's a lot of adjustment there's a lot of things that happen prior to coming that help you transition in my case that's how it happened and I I believe that most uh, big jumps in life happen like that if you look closely like your job doesn't satisfy you anymore or relationship doesn't it's, it starts to feel uneasy nothing satisfies you and it starts to feel like you should be moving you should be going a different place that it was like that for me and the sooner I understood that the easier it got whether it's before I would give a second chance a third chance another opportunity then an opportunity on top of the opportunity of the chance that I already given and it would not work out because it was just struggling I'm very good at detaching myself from things and people it, it's a horrible thing it's a it's not a, a good um, 
it's not a good trait i think but uh, detaching myself from the things from the apartment and from everything actually made the transition much easier so i i decided you know what it, i'm not happy in this house anymore we we had a problem in the in the bathroom and it took a long time to get it fixed and it actually never got fixed and all of the all so many things started going wrong that i felt you know what it's time to move on because i've i'm getting too many signs that it's time to let go of this rope even though i liked the house i liked our backyard i loved the area it was uh, we were so close to the park we would go every day to the park but at the same time you know it was keeping me from moving forward why do i want to live next to a park or next to a beautiful park with a lake when i can live on a farm and have my own lake it's it's uh, simple uh, it's it's almost so simple that you don't believe it you know it's too simple it can't be that simple but the truth is when i set my mind i voiced it out and i talked to my friend and i told her you know what i'm thinking about leaving everything behind and gather just like a bunch of things put my things in storage or whatever and go live on a farm for a year and three days later i was on a farm i had everything moved uh organized and i was on a farm and it was really really fast and now i've been here for five months i'm entering month six so i'm halfway on the year journey and i've learned so much and you'd be surprised that the, the the majority of things i've learned is actually not about farming i know a lot about i know more about animals and gardening and keeping the land but again what i learn more about is people and their stories it always goes back to the same thing people and their stories people and their stories so i just surrendered and went okay fine i get it no matter how many turns i i go it's just i'm gonna end up in the same place so i surrender i just have that one goal i just want to be outside most of the time and not wear shoes just let me have that one and i'll do whatever you want me to and i'll empower women i'll do retreats i'll do women's circles i'll do whatever you want i'll knit in the winter just take me home and if that means living on a tent in the darkness facing my biggest fear i shall embrace it so to the question where do i live while i'm building my tiny house the answer is i live in a fabulous glamping tent i have electricity i do not have running water but i do have water to from a little tank so i have water to wash my face brush my teeth and i'm getting sleepy now i'm sorry i completely apologize uh, for that but it's uh involuntary 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 um 
I have, I'm not cold, I've never been cold uh, on the tent, I have enough blankets, enough clothing, and I learned from my friend in Sweden, uh, Yule told me that whenever I'm cold, it just means I'm not wearing the right clothes, and then he added, because you are spoiled, Vanessa, you lived in a country where it's rarely cold. So you guys get used to walking around, you know, in t-shirts and skirts or shorts or whatever, and you do not pay attention when it gets colder. So the fact that you're cold now just means you don't have enough clothes. Go put on a hoodie, Vanessa, and the world will change. So Ewell, Ewell Madberg, the tattoo artist, great, great friend. I miss him terribly. Uh, from Sweden, of course, where it's cold most of the time has taught me that it's not about the weather, but the amount of clothes you're wearing. And in the tent, it's like that. If I'm cold, I usually notice that I'm only wearing a shirt. And because I only come here to sleep, um, I don't really have a, a good orientation about the weather inside the, the tent. What I mean is, it could be super warm outside and then it's even hotter on the inside of the tent but then during the night it gets colder but I'm not uh, properly dressed because I, I don't wear full pajamas although I should maybe start investing but I don't like it because it, it restrains my legs and it's I, I can't I can't sleep in it so I, I feel better with just the, the shirt which could you know potentially be uh, cold so I just uh, stock up on more blankets and I'm okay. I'm perfectly comfortable and life is good on the, the tent. And I have to admit, I will miss living on the tent. I would like to get a similar tent to do women's circles because the tent is uh, has a special place in my heart now just having lived on the tent has a, a special feeling but I look forward to live in the tiny house as well to have you know wooden floors and windows windows is a very uh, special thing that you end up missing uh, again because you're outside most of the time you don't actually miss the windows except like in the morning where you have to go outside of the tent to see what the weather is like you don't actually have a window to go uh, to see the windows on there are windows in the tent but they are too low you can't actually see much so you don't have like a regular height uh, window and that's it i'm running out of uh, subject i'm getting too sleepy and keeping it with the rawness of um, of this entire podcast you know keeping it real yo i'm going to say good night and if you have uh, a question or if you want me to talk about something just uh you can hit me up on Instagram, the Wolf Sisterhood account is where I uh, publish things about the house and inner journey and sisterhood and you can reach me there and ask whatever you want to ask and I'll 
I'll do my best to answer it and eventually I'll get back on track with episodes uh, detailing the journey of how I got here until we reached the point that I talk about the tiny house and thank you for listening thank you everyone who listens and stays tuned and uh, asks about uh, the podcast have a good night have a good day wherever you are thank you